0: welcome to what's past this podcast i'm steve i'm james i'm damien and i'm robert and on today's episode uh we're going to be talking about some of the most famous uh film costumes that raised eyebrows
1: and if that's your thing and you're watching on youtube why not
2: like comment and subscribe to the channel and if you're listening to us on any other platform please hit that follow button please yeah please Please hit that follow button. Please! <laughs> we're desperate for followers. Like what I'm doing right now, James, is uh, is always trying to slightly change what I'm, what I'm saying, only because you, uh, you've put all the times of me saying stuff exactly the same way. <laughs> you have way. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> if, if this is somehow part of the podcast and uh, you want to know what we're on about, look at the podcast trailer on our, on the podcast YouTube channel. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I would completely forgotten about
0: that. <laughs> but yeah, I think people watching that trailer would definitely like if they don't know your name by now James from watching these individual episodes, uh they'll definitely know your name from the trailer. It's like and I'm James. Blimey. and I'm James. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm
2: James. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm James. And on this episode, and I'm James. And on this episode, and I'm James. <laughs> this
3: episode. He
2: just does, does that cuz he loves
3: the sound of his own voice. <laughs>
0: Uh, it was good though Uh, it it was well put together I think um, you know a good good uh, trailer
2: Uh, you know so
0: yeah thank you Rob (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah no I think Rob's just lying to you James to make you feel good no (laughs) no
0: no no no, I'm not Um, I've been watching the little bits of uh, the previous things you've done like the, the the previous um short stories and um audio stuff that you've done um and this you know to be fair you know the amount of work that goes into it you know with the audio and stuff and listening to um the halloween audio play that we did um last time um you know i, I I'm, I'm always impressed with how you know you can you can add the music and add that uh, atmosphere and everything so i just think it's really good so thank you you're welcome
1: this episode is just me and rob being nice <laughs> to <each other>. yeah. <laughs>
0: but no i mean it's a, a wholesome episode <laughs> <laughs> no i i mean i have to give you know the credit where it's due like you know um i, I wish i wish i can do that kind of stuff
1: we had our f- first video to reach a thousand views on youtube uh, a couple of days ago which was nice yeah it's the bore isn't it yes it is. the bore by Chekhov, yeah which I think we had a couple of comments saying that the people listen to, like they're studying the play at school or something and they've listened to it.
2: All right. Which is nice. Most of our <laughs> st- most of our just shorts plays actually have got some views. And they're around r- yeah. about the same time. So I'm guessing most of them are from schools.
1: Did we upload all of them?
2: Yeah. Uh, we uploaded all Let of the just shorts, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So I predict every year we're going to get a lot more views over time.
1: Mm. Yeah, it does seem to be always be creeping up, doesn't it? Next
2: year we could get, for example, 100, uh, 120, for example. Yeah. It will be slowly creeping up every year.
1: Oh, yeah. And also with, um, I expect Cinderella will get a few more views now as we're coming towards Christmas as yes, well. Yes, hopefully. Just then we got about, I think it's about six or 700 views on that one. So hopefully that will get to 1,000 this Christmas yeah. as well. Should be nice would be. And uh, also, I mean, seeing as we're doing this, um, <laughs> we could probably announce now, because we're getting close to the time, uh, we're doing Jack and the Beanstalk on the radio uh, this Christmas. Because um, yeah. we've, we've mentioned it before, but I don't think we've actually said the names of the two productions we're doing. So we're doing Jack and the Beanstalk for Morn FM. And we are doing... S- uh s- we get trine- He said Cinderella. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say no, James <laughs> Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> um Sleeping Beauty uh on stage
3: at the Ecultra Centre in Hollyhead. On on stage. <laughs> on stage. Why are you looking at Batman's and- batnips, Damien? Because it's on, <laughs> I'm
2: looking on the website, I'm looking on the don't website stay that, I'm looking at the website that we're going to be uh, talking about later on in the episode, Steve. All oh, right. For example, you have oh, Carrie yeah, Fisher in a very exposed costume. Oh, it's just the
3: princess Leia bikini thing. Yes, <laughs> bikini
2: thing. <laughs>
3: well, I don't know what do you call it That
1: was uh, Steve's Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my God. Uh, nope. <laughs>
3: No,
1: no. <laughs> he was walking past the uh, st- the pubs and getting um, getting wolf whistled by uh, <laughs> by various men. He walked down the street and then he turned around. and They saw the beard and they went, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> No, no, that's not my style. No, no, no. no. You're more of a um, uh God. Yes, I'm death more of a god. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh
2: dear. Uh, so you're more of a character of death, Stephen. I mean I have played death, and if I if the game, I, if I, of and if I ever get around to finishing my uh, play, that I'm oh, writing, yeah. you'll be death in that too. Oh,
3: there
2: we go. The game coincidentally, uh,
1: seeing as you mention it, is I. Like believe our second most watched has currently as of time recording eight hundred and eight views on YouTube. Don't you
2: mean listened to rather than watched. Well Yeah, whatever. It's on YouTube, it's a video. You yeah. watch a video, so I suppose <laughs> both answers are right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, four four of our top five are the um just shorts. Are you?
1: So it's the <laughs> boar, the game, Cinderella, uh Matter of
3: husbands and um, Pariah. I'm surprised. Surprised? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to say two things. I'm surprised that the Pariah is up there. No offence, James. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, Pariah is very, very. Uh, uh, Sleepy for me. Uh, let's try rephrase what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's boring as hell, James. It's the most Thanks. boring video on our YouTube channel because YouTube just talk and talk and talk and talk. But by YouTube, he means James and uh, Jacob. It isn't the fault of the actors. It's really the writing, but oh, it's also ouch. one of the starring actors who chose it. It's his fault too. Such a of <laughs> that guy. What about you, James? Uh, And then
1: following that, we have um, Escape from Rith in Jail, which is uh, another 20 minutes of Jacob talking. Um, (laughs) Then it's Broken Homecoming, Signal Man, Schoolboy's Story, and then it's uh, Seren's short story, and then Steve's Santa at the Station. Oh, yeah. That should get more at Christmas
3: again, hopefully.
2: Oh, yeah. If, oh, yeah. um, that is if we actually make use of YouTube tags, like spam them. Yes, do so, please.
3: Yes. Carry on.
1: Anyway, Rob, you were saying you recently watched the short film. Oh yeah, again. I
0: um I I, I uh, recently uh, watched that film again. Um, oh, sorry, what film? Uh, Broken Homecoming. Oh yes. Um. Yeah. Just I just wanted to watch watching it again because I thought like the uh, the first time watching it uh, the first time I watched it. Um. I was uh you know impressed the first time with how well it it came it all came together um so i just finished watching it again and um me me and my friend watched it um i showed i showed my friend the the film and um even they were they were impressed with it um it's you know it, it, it's um you know there's there's a lot of um you know fan-made films and and you know, amateur made films out there on YouTube and everywhere else, um, and and you can tell that. Well, with some of them, you can tell that you know it's made by an amateur you know, film company or a- amateur acting group. Um, but with this one, like I, I get the feeling like it's it's just a little, uh, it's it's a little bit above the the amateur level, just the way it's edited uh, together and the sound and the music and stuff. Um, you know gives that professional look,
2: so um, I'm just I'm just impressed with it. So, if I would change something about it, I would definitely change the amount of times James walks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think that the next the next one we do
1: whenever we do another one, I think, I uh, spend more time on the script, and yeah, I mean I think we learn a lot then about. Filming and about, especially with the capturing the audio. Yeah, I think it's something that we can improve. I think having, like, having the ability to do not to, toot my own trumpet here, but like, uh, having the the music, especially composed for it, and having the like the sound, like the sound design and stuff like that helps a lot with making it more professional, particularly in sequences where there's no dialogue Mm -hmm. when you've just got. You know when you can replace the audio and control conditions with properly recorded sound effects and foley and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, rather than just having the the cameras audio, which is usually just like, yeah, yeah. you know,
0: yeah, yeah. If 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 I were to sort of say a little bit of a bad point about it, um, it's it's only a minor thing. But if I had to say say anything, it'd be um, the towards the very end where you and and Harrod's on the swings. Um, it yeah. is a shame that you had to sort of redo the lines for that and like uh, dub those lines over. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it sounded good and you did a good job to try to make it sound as if, you know, it was actually you guys talking. But for uh, the little that I know about audio stuff, I could I could tell that it's dubbed over. But i think i think yeah. i think for for people who do, you know who doesn't do audio stuff um i don't think they'll notice unless it gets pointed out but um it's it's just that uh that little point it just um it's just a shame you had to do that but it it can't it yeah. you know it can't be helped um uh you know things happen and but overall it it i thought i thought it was well put together.
1: Yeah, I think the th- the thing is it's like the I, I, did, I was I wasn't sure how obvious it would be that it's dubbed um there. That I think because it is dubbed a couple of other places as well, but it's not as mm-hmm. obvious as that scene because it's so close. Um and also Ang Harrod's lines aren't dubbed. So mm-hmm. it was yeah, it was just it yeah, that was a big learning curve, mm-hmm. of the audio. I didn't realise how difficult it would be to get good audio. Uh and I, I mean, ADR is like the most, doing that ADR was the most difficult part mm. of the whole, it was more difficult than the editing or the music or the filming mm. or the, the scripts, anything. It was like, it's so difficult to get it to sound realistic. Yeah. yeah. Even if the, even if it's dubbed like almost perfectly, it's still, it's mm. so difficult. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, so. to be fair, you've, you know, you did a really good job. Um, I'm just, I'm just being nitpicky. Um, I don't, I don't yeah. see anything wrong with it or anything. You did a really good job, um, but I'm, I'm just being nitpicking. Like if I had to say, um, you know, a little bit of a bad point about it, but I'm just being nitpicky.
1: Oh, yeah, I think that's the, the, the. I think that's like the thing I change, the main thing I'd change as well. To be mm-hmm. fair, like that, that particularly that bit. But I, I think the audio in general oh. could be a lot better. Um and obviously, like if you can avoid doing ADR if if it's all possible, mm. then you know. Mm-hmm. So I think next time it's worth like spending more time getting the audio right on set, yeah. so we don't have to do any of that.
2: Yeah, either. yeah, yeah. To be fair, though, I didn't really notice much ADR happening when I looked at it.
1: Yeah, if you watch it, there's um, it's in particularly in that last scene. I think it's more noticeable, but there's there's one line that's dubbed. In my scene with Steve, uh, where I'm walking away, um, I think it's literally I say like "bye" or something mm. like that. But if you, that's eighty yard, but I don't think that's too noticeable.
3: Mm.
0: Why? But, just out of interest, why did you have to do that with that particular line? What what happened?
1: Yeah, I think maybe it was maybe it distorted or something, or there was some noise in that take, or so I, it was just that one line. I think the rest of the scene was fine. It was just one one line in that take something was something was off. Mm-hmm. so I, I can't remember yeah
0: fair enough anyway so i like how i said in this episode we're going to be talking about uh costumes <laughs> that uh you film costumes that yeah. raised eyebrows but uh we've just done the update thing and talked about broken homecoming instead <laughs>
2: Yes. Oh yes, this let's article. get back on track. Yes, um, this article has got missing pictures. Yes, so you might have yeah. to search on Google for the pictures. But yeah, so this is what Rob brought to the group. The website yeah, yes. that we're looking at is no longer available anymore. Oh. But using some uh, some uh, secret powers that no one should know about, <clears throat> Wayback Machine, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I managed to find a copy of this website. Uh, since
3: you uh. Brought up this subject, uh, Rob. Why don't you? Oh God! Give us the first uh, cat- Not category. First <laughs> one to talk about.
0: <laughs> first costume.
3: That's it. That's Suddenly, the word. This is a quiz show. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Please
2: stand by for Robert's costume quiz. <laughs> costume quiz.
3: Uh, hmm. You have to guess what Rob's wearing, but you can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> why would they?
0: Why? Why
3: would they want to do know. that? I don't know, <laughs> but uh, comment below what you think he's wearing. <laughs> what? What? <are> you... <laughs> what uh, it's not
0: what you'd expect. <laughs> oh, j- <laughs> Damn it! Now you're giving it
2: away. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> on, on YouTube, we'll uh, we'll blur it for, for you guys to have a guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man, <man-kini. laughs> uh,
0: uh, uh Anyway, costumes. Other um, <laughs> uh, people's costumes, not mine. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to choose. Uh, it's blue on X Men. First class, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh yes. Um, I always find like like a full makeup kind of thing interesting because like just just the amount of time and effort it takes to you know put all Mm. that kind of stuff on and make it look real um i just think there's there's you know there's 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 a great skill in there to to do that and like patience from uh from the actors as well have to sit in the chair and and and, you know wait for three or four hours or even sometimes more um for that makeup to be applied so um uh and i like the color blue too uh it's my favorite color um. So, what do you guys think about that one?
1: Uh, when was this film made?
0: Uh, X-Men? Uh, first, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, 2011. 2011,
2: apparently. Here we are. Um, Action adventure. So, before Jennifer Lawrence playing the character Mystique, yes. there was a woman called Rebecca Roman? Or I, 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 had... I think it's pronounced Rebecca but yeah, Apologies that's... if that's wrong. Yes, apologies if you're listening to us, Rebecca. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, an actress called Rebecca Romijn, or however it's pronounced, um, playing as Mystique. Yes. And uh,
3: uh, Jennifer Lawrence played a younger version of it, didn't
2: she? Yeah. First class. But from um, the character, is still quite old. Apparently, um, Mystique ages slowly slower than most other people, so it wow. would be about 80, I guess. I've seen something about that and it somewhere. Right. So, uh, so Marvel fanatics, please don't cite me wrong or anything. <laughs> I am just speaking from a very faint memory.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say, I mean from the picture, it it doesn't look like a an especially kind of impressive um uh, sort of makeup, it, you know, especially for 2011 it doesn't doesn't uh Stripe me be as being it look, you know, if you told me it was from like the 80s or 90s, mm. you know, um, but that
2: could just be the picture. Uh. It's full body latex, I believe. Yeah, ah, it. actually, it says here body paint. Oh, no, yeah, they did use body paint, yeah. um, after a while, but uh, at least for at least in when they first started, it was yeah. full body latex.
1: Also, looks like she's wearing some kind of contact lenses as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah,
2: which apparently are very uncomfortable. To be fair, most contact lenses in the um, film industry make uh, make the actors uncomfortable. For example, um, a great example would be uh, Jim Carrey playing the Grinch. He oh, yeah. had to uh, have military training to withstand the pain of having those oh, contact man. lenses in. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and that's another costume, which is full body uncovered hair. Must have been very warm. Oh yeah,
2: Mister been Thinking about it,
1: yeah, it must be pretty awful. Because also, yeah, it means you have to get usually uh, get there very very early to have the makeup mm. done, and then presumably stay late to have it taken off as well. You know, it must be. Well, uh... It's
2: funny we should say that actually. Um, the, um, the guy Michael. Uh, how do you pronounce this one, Steve? Chickless. Michael Chickless. Um. <laughs> He plays um, he plays the Thing in the uh, Fantastic Four movies. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: It's the um, good Fantastic Four movie, not the um, absolutely horrible ones after it, by the way. And that is a controversial ch- take there. Um, but he had to have therapy um, for his costumes. Yeah, says I heard this, that as well. It says yeah. in this article, um, <clears throat> someone rarely gets traumatised playing a role and this is uh, one of its kind. Michael described playing the role as a nightmare, and he needed a therapist after the movie. The costume looked great on paper, but the deliverance was not as graceful as expected when it was reenacted on screen. The thing suit was not only a letdown, but unfortunately the movie itself did not do so well in the box office. It didn't do so well in the box office, but it was a great movie in my opinion. I've um, never
0: seen it, so... Have you not? Haven't you? No. No, I... I, no, I, I I I know of it. I've seen, uh, you know, advertisements and stuff. I just haven't seen the film or the films. No, No. it's it's not. It doesn't really appeal to me. So, um,
2: so you definitely wouldn't get um, the references in Marvel to uh, Chris Evans playing in this Fantastic Four movie, then. No.
3: (laughs) Oh yes,
0: yes. Ta 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 ta. ta, ta. I got I got better things to watch. How dare you? <laughs>
3: yeah. Another film that has somebody wearing a, a lot of makeup on um, is Hellboy, where Ron Bowman mm. played Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, apparently, it took four hours to get him looking like Hellboy. Mm-hmm. He had to deal with the discomfort of all the prosthetics while filming. But it
2: didn't take him four hours to get it off again, though, did it? He probably ripped it off. I think he'd done that on at least once. I think what? I've seen it somewhere that he ripped it off. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Anyway, but uh, that Hellboy, in my opinion, was one of the best... Hel- well, it is the best Hellboy really, <laughs> character, really. Yes. The new yeah. Hellboy movie absolutely sucks.
3: Ron Palmer's pretty cool, played it well. Yeah. Another character within that Hellboy, um, played by uh, Doug Jones, is... Um uh this one there is when he was in uh, the Shape of Water. He played amphibian man, but uh, he's uh, dressed up in all kinds of costumes. Abe Sapien, yes. Abe Sapien That's is the, the one he played thing, in yes. Hellboy.
1: Yeah, some articles here, you know. Uh, Doug Jones, the man behind the monsters, yes, seems,
2: seems to do a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, he played Silver Surfer in he the did. in the uh, Fantastic Four movies sequel right? Yes. <laughs> What yeah, been... which is voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah,
0: the character. I've been watching the prequel. Yeah, so we're talking about sequels. <laughs>
3: so we're talking about Fantastic Four.
2: No way! What? I forgot the character's name. Now, uh, Billy. He played Billy in um, in Hocus Pocus yes. as well, and he will be back in Hocus Pocus too as yes! Billy again. Yes, apparently. I am so excited. Little bit of a uh, um, there's a definite fanboy, coming, uh, fanboy moment coming from mm. me now. So, uh. yeah, there is David. <laughs> yeah.
0: We can possibly talk about Hocus Pocus on the future podcast episodes. Yeah. Yes. No, yes. look forward to that.
1: <laughs> we did a song from it in a panto once, didn't we? Right. Um, oh, we did, yes. Yes, the one, yeah. I know, you
3: Yes, that was in the Wizard of Oz, was it? Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yes
2: which uh, yeah, our friend that. Freya totally wasn't allergic to the makeup that she had to put on every <laughs> single day.
1: Yeah, talking of difficult makeup. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember walking home with Freya um, to, I think I might have said this before, actually, Yeah, but I remember walking home with Freya onto the bus to get back home and we go to the bus stop, which is basically a five-minute walk from mm-hmm. the Echadra Centre. And, um, yeah, they, we met a guy there. Uh, we started talking to him. We kept on asking, why are you so green every time? And then he started uh, talking to us about eating uh, how pigs... Uh, humans so taste like pigs. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> how, how did the conversation get to that? Honestly, Stephen,
2: we don't even know.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, she was, like, properly... Her skin was, like, properly stained. It was, it was. For, oh, yeah. quite a while, yeah. Pretty yeah. bad. There's, um... The top... Uh... Name on this list is um, Cinderella, uh, Lily James. Yes, uh, and it says that rather than it, it's not so much about the costume actually, it's um, that they artificially narrowed her waistline during editing <laughs> um, to the point where it looks ridiculous. Um,
2: yeah, that's quite. So not only did she have a corset, then she also they also done that to her as well.
1: Um,
2: And that's how Disney want, that's how Disney think the perfect person is. uh, It's bad enough enough that that girls thought that they had to look like Barbies. Now they're trying to make them look like uh, Mm. something that someone can easily snap with a little tap. Mm. Mm.
1: Although it says uh, the producers responded and said that the actress naturally had a slim waist and no CGI was involved in creating the movie. They only used a corset and had her going on a on a soup only, had her going on a soup only for the role. Still, that's, some, that's a badly written sentence. <laughs> Still, yeah. though, uh, this, badly read this, as well. This,
2: this, <laughs> this picture on here definitely um, is giving children an unrealistic value of a perfect human.
1: Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. I think it's whether it's CGI or not. It's kind of, but you know, not a very good mm. thing, really.
2: Mm. Speaking of CGI, very, very great uh, thing. The in mm. fact, scroll down on your pages, guys, to the next person, which is Ryan okay. Reynolds, yes. Green
3: Lantern. Yes, I was
2: going to come mm. in with
3: uh, not that one, but a different
2: one. <laughs> you go ahead with the Green Lantern. Well, um, Ryan Reynolds, he, he even uh, takes the uh, out of it today, but he does. Um, you know, you can see that in the Deadpool movies. But um, but uh, Green Lantern, this movie, um, the the costume was pure CGI. Yeah, not even practical whatsoever. Yeah. So when he has the costume CGI costume on, for example, look at the eyes. They even it looked like they even recreated the eyes as well, which I wouldn't put it past them. Because I mean, look at this picture on here, Steve. Yeah, I could, yeah. The eyes do not look real no, at all, no. do they? No. And um, there's a thing. There's a thing in the animation world called uncanny valley. Right. And it's where they try to make something look real so obvious that something's not right about the image. There was an actual costume for Green
3: Lantern, but it was so uncomfortable that like he didn't enjoy filming it, filming in it yeah. and couldn't film in it, so yeah, it was all done in CGI, even the mask, as David would point it out. I am just going to give
2: yeah. a um, a quote from Wikipedia of what the Uncanny Valley is. In aesthetics, the Uncanny Valley is a hypothetical hypothesised relation between an object's degree of resemblance to a human being and the emotional response to the object. Yeah, so in other words,
1: it, it kind of creeps you out if it's in the in the valley, betwe- I, as I understand it, between being so close to a human that it looks completely real and being not close enough that you recognise it as being completely <clears throat> fake. Yeah. It's in this sort of uh, middle ground between... The two that yep, very much gives correct. you a kind of creepy feeling. Mm-hmm. You're very much correct. So a lot of a lot of kind of ro- like humanoid robot things create that kind of effect or some I'll,
2: sort of bad CG. I'll give a good example of this, actually. Um, the Incredibles being um, close to the edge of it, anyway, where it, you know it's fate. And, yeah. And a real person would be at the very top of this line. But in between the Incredibles and real person... Would be a film called The Polar Express. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I that's, love that film, though.
2: That's I a good film. film. Yeah. I've it's got that film on DVD. Film. It's yeah. just the characters are so uncanny valley. <laughs> yeah. I've, I, as I said, I've got that
0: film on DVD. Uh,
2: it's, it's, it's a good
0: film, to be fair. Speaking of CGI, you wanted to say a CGI character. Uh, yeah, well, didn't you, not Steve?
3: CGI, no. Such. Um, Going back to uh, the costumes and Ryan Reynolds, um, he played the, the same character twice, but with two
2: completely different costumes. And you're, you're on about Merc with a mouth and Merc without a mouth, aren't you? Yes. 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 Merc without a mouth is the worst decision that um, either director or producer of that movie made. Yeah, that was where he played uh, Deadpool in X-Men Origins mm. Wolverine. I believe whoever was in charge of that movie... Um, they hated the Deadpool character. Uh, I know the producer of um, who produces all the X Men movies hated the Deadpool yeah. character so much. It, it says it, the director took the fall and admitted that was a
3: huge downside of uh, having, because the character he played in that film, uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, uh, didn't have a suit or a mouth,
2: Damien pointed out. The director took the fall for that and admitted that that was a huge downside. Mm the producer of the X-Men movies in that period anyway, and even now in the latest uh, Deadpool movies, yeah. the producer hates Deadpool so much. And, um, oh, yeah? Even in the latest ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But, uh, but, the, fan, but the fans love Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. It's but, great um, films. He wanted, so basically with the producer, I believe the, the producer made uh, told the, the director to make this decision of Merc <clears> without a mouth. But I am so glad that Ryan Reynolds got a second chance with it. Yes. Yeah. Because really, without Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool wouldn't be Deadpool. No, not really, no. And you'll notice in the Deadpool comics, He, call, um, I believe he calls himself Ryan Reynolds a few times, even before the movies came out. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One uh,
3: a costume that I really um, spoken of and of it was uh, George Clooney's bat suit. had the old... Uh, Bat nips on. Yes. The only Batman <laughs> suit to ever have nipples on it. And But
2: I want to make... No idea why. <laughs> I want to tell you something else about this costume that um, is a bit thingy as well. I, I think it's only George Clooney who has this problem as well, unless someone can prove me wrong. Um, Is that the neck of it, he has to turn his body instead of turning his head, because the rub- rubber is so thick he can't turn his head. Oh, yes, I can see what you mean from the picture. Yeah, yeah. River is so thick he can't actually turn his head. Mm. So, if there's actually memes of him on the internet of him turning his body around to look at someone, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, that Batman costume does look a bit um, uncomfortable, in my opinion. Mm. But speaking of Batman, I just got to have a quick note that um, I believe the first time the Batcave had a waterfall was during the Chris Nolan movie.
3: Oh, okay,
2: and um. In the latest Flash <clears throat> move, in the latest Flash trailers, it shows Michael Keaton's Batman with a waterfall. And to me, that doesn't make sense. Because, yeah, it was the Chris Nolan movies that had the waterfall first, I believe. That is, if the YouTube video I've watched uh, is right, which they commonly are. I think they would do their research anyway. Yes. Rob and James, any other people? Um, Yeah, and some of them are just, you know. Uh...
1: Because the films are quite old, and they have, uh, you know, for instance, the uh, slightly revealing costumes that were very controversial at the time, and uh, yeah, for instance, and uh, Doctor No, the first James Bond film, um, Ursula Andress. I don't know Andres. That's how you pronounce her Yeah, so in in that film, which is from um, nineteen sixty two, Doctor uh, Doctor No. Doctor No, yeah, bon. she's uh,
2: she wears a bikini, which was sort of not really allowed at the time. I've got to point uh, out though, since then even until now, and it's still going to carry. It's going to carry on for a long while until Hollywood fixes it. Yeah, yeah. and there's
1: there's some examples on this list more recent. The, uh, you know, for instance, Karen Gillan in the Jumanji yes. films, mm. where she's wearing you know very short shorts and a crop top, which is like.
3: Yeah, yeah so it's kind of made a, to look like female characters really. from
2: games, mm. which, which yeah, that example maybe they could have done with them um, doing something slightly less over sexualizing it, but yet again, it's how the world was back then over sexualizing, but trying to make the character look like it's from a game, like Steve just said. But mm. let's use an example. Well, I mean, this is only from a few years let's, ago. Though, isn't let's it? use an example Tomb Raider, yeah. The game, the game was pretty much over sexualized the character in the beginning anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if you changed that person's costume in the cat in the game, you wouldn't know you wouldn't like what that person's wearing has just become iconic basically. Which is the ca- which is an unfortunate case. But...
1: Mm, I mean, the, the, you know, of the other actors in that yeah. film, you know, they're all the the. The main cast, you know, it's three men and one one woman, and the the blokes are all sort of, you know, dressed for, you know, being in a jungle. Yeah, they did. Like take, Jack Jack Black's wearing, uh, you know, they, a waistcoat and a top and a shirt and a belt and. They did break the fourth know, wall about and, this
2: on the first movie, though. I haven't watched the mm, second movie, uh, the second Jumanji movie, but uh, they, they did. It's they did. It, they they did. T- uh, break the fourth wall by taking a p- of that character's costume in yes. the movie. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: I do remember. yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, nevertheless, you know, like for instance, Kevin Hart as well is, uh, you know, is wearing kind of, you know, camouflage and and uh, hat and you know all these kinds of th- things that look sort of practical and she's, uh Yeah, <laughs> uh, not so much.
0: Yeah, I can't remember when I watched that second Jumanji film, but, um, I didn't, I didn't like it that much. Um, why not? Just it was, I don't know, just, uh, some bits of just, (laughs) I don't like the films where they sort of over, overact stuff. Um, you know, the bit where they first, um, enter the game thing, and they're like, "Oh, this is not my body." And oh yeah, yeah. change body. Oh my god, I just think that kind of stuff is just like overacting, and it's just it's it's not really my thing. Um, I don't find it funny.
2: Uh, so, um, yeah, and I just didn't like the film anyway. On the same subject of um, of sexualizing characters. George Lucas likes to over-sexualize the female main female characters in Star Wars. Uh and the two mm. examples I like the, the the few of them that there are, <laughs> yeah. Two examples I like to talk about is um is Harry Fisher's character uh may her may her rest in peace by the way. Uh, but um her character Princess Leia, like in this specific scene of Returning Return of a Jedi, uh when they went to um Jabba the Hurts Jabba the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah she was made to wear a very very revealing bikini yeah yeah, and another example i'd like to use is um had um character as well yeah it's the um, white one uh, what's her name uh name um yeah yeah plays um yeah plays um Amidala. anyway um yes yeah, she was made to uh, have a almost a crop top. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Steve's got it on his phone as well. And I believe she was told to not wear a bra. Oh. With some scenes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of uh, pretty, pretty obvious, you know, that the, the, the male characters are all dressed in kind of, you know, robes and stuff like that.
2: But I've got to give um, whoever, I think, I've uh, got who uh, directed the new uh he directed episode seven which is the the first episode of a new trilogy yeah. but um it was James Gunn actually but um but that character um character Ray looked a mm-hmm. pretty good costume to be fair it looked like yeah. a pretty good costume to me.
0: Yeah I I, I liked it. She had a, a different version to that costume as well. Kind of the same thing but a different version like
2: but the co- the costume wasn't sexualised at all, oh. really. Like, I'm going to load it up on Google Images now. Yeah, yeah the character wasn't at all sexualized. Oh. like just it pretty much her character re- wears rags, pretty much. Like her whole costume is pretty much rags, but in a way that it looks pretty good. The um, this picture I'm looking at here, Steve. Uh, you pretty much can find it on. Google images just by typing oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, "Star Wars Ray." Yeah, mm-hmm. just any picture there is the same costume, and it yeah. But compare that to the previous two. Mm. Yeah, you start to think something's slightly better now. Mm. So hopefully, Star Wars is. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, Hollywood is going to learn after Star Wars that not every character needs to be sexualized. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I think, uh, you know, having, I don't know about the the latest trilogy, presumably they have more female characters, certainly in, uh, I watched episode three not that long ago, and I kind of noticed that there only seemed to basically be one female character in the entire thing. I think, that, I think maybe there's two, but the, 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 the second female character has, you know, a couple of lines, and that's, mm-hmm. you know.
3: Yeah, there's not very many female characters
2: in Star Wars. No. Especially the earlier one, but um, but in between <laughs> those, um uh in between those movies, there's actually a series which was on Disney called um, Star Wars Clone Wars. Oh yeah. In between the third and fourth move, um, uh, episode, basically, yeah. it's like a an animated in between cartoon thing, isn't it? Yeah, the animated cartoon. Yeah, and they've got, and it's canon as well, so they've got lots of female it is. characters in there. For
3: example, Ahsoka. How come some of them couldn't be incorporated into the films? Well,
2: Ahsoka now Ahsoka has got has, her own yeah. series. Oh, Ahsoka's right. got her own series now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and she was in Mandalorian.
0: Yeah. Like an episode ah, or two. right. So, yeah. But talking about Star Wars as well, I read a, a brief thing that... Uh, not I don't think it was official. Um, I don't think like Lucasfilm is has like any plans for it or for doing it um but i read that somebody was trying to um get them to um erase like the last three films and make another set of three films like erase that it erase the last three films from the timeline as if they didn't happen
2: and make make three three others and I to just... be fair, to be fair, I am up for that idea. Oh, because the whole writing of it and directing was terrible. The, it was literally it, it, the, whole story was literally, the, um, literally the mm. whole story was literally a new hope. That's literally it. The whole story was literally a new hope. So was a new hope that already exists. So why not? In- yeah. And why not instead of using the same villain for all those six movies? Yeah, because. That, um, that was a terrible rewrite that they've done for uh, uh, episode nine, uh, by the way. Yeah, but instead of using the same villain, why not use another villain? There's actually a villain that lives outside of the universe that Star Wars is in. Um, that all well, the main plotline of Star Wars in uh, that is against every living being. Huh. Doesn't matter if the dark or on the dark or light side of the Force. Use Ray. use all the characters that existed in it. To, um, they had their own storylines, storylines slightly change, But um, but they're fighting this beings from the outside of the universe. Uh, basically, this is me kind of paraphrasing an idea that another YouTuber has had. But I really like their idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think the last three films were like
0: that. Bad. I mean, obviously they weren't. They weren't great, but you know they weren't that
2: bad in, in my opinion. Um, and I, I th- it very I'd... much it, it, it very much was like a child with two toys slamming it together. And then this <laughs> happened. And then, and then Ray is now a superhero and can fly with wings. And now, right. now uh, let's grab Palpatine. Palpatine's now in it. Now Palpatine uh, now looks like he's growing young, uh, older and older. He looks mm. slightly a bit like Dobby. Let's get the Dobby ears <laughs> on it. Oh, now okay. let's let, let's change his costume into a rag. Oh, he's Dobby, so Pups is now Dobby. Okay, very much um, just like that.
0: Uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if 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 you're done with with that story, um, oh well, yeah, I, I was I was going to say that. I think um with with a lot of uh, shows, they just in my opinion they just overcomplicate stuff and it's like another timeline mm-hmm. here and another timeline there and another universe here and you got these spin-offs and these animated shows and and blah blah and star wars has got a lot of shows it's got mandalorian clone wars all the films and other stuff in between uh the obi-wan stories i'm not sure if that's out yet but you know it's got that and other ideas I think there just has to come to a point where they just. I think they should just leave it alone, um, mm. not not try yeah. to fix the timeline or f- erase films and anything like that. Just leave it alone. Leave it.
2: That what is it is that that is an unfortunate trope that Hollywood is doing as well, actually. Yeah. What um, like explaining like, like, yeah, let's use Star Wars as an example. Uh, uh, there's a there's a plot that uh, in between episode. 2 and episode 3 no 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 in between movie 3 and 4 there's mm. a point of well how did the rebels get these plans you know they could have left it ominous couldn't they you know yeah. like left with the imagination yes. yeah. Or, yeah or just leave it to the comics because comics also mm. exist for a reason but yeah. no they, that, they decided to write that as a plot point for a movie and it was terrible yeah.
0: no Rogue One wasn't terrible We on about it was terrible. No. Leave the podcast. Go on. Let's bow you out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually I'm good. I've not seen Rogue One, so I can't comment. I can't comment. Fair I'm enough. Fair enough. But I think I think it was good, especially like the fight scenes um at the end. Um, I don't know what planet it was or anything I, like I, that.
2: But I'll give you something even more terrible though. Okay. Within Star Wars. It's solo. It's that oh that film? Solo.
0: That film was all right. Like I, I, I don't that know. That
2: was I, terrible. Uh, the whole movie was literally fan base. Oh, so uh, let's let's tell people the storyline of how um, how um, Solo got these dice bracelets. Now let's <laughs> tell a story of let's tell a story of how. Matched um, um, Baca. Yeah, how he met Rebecca. then. In the same movie, let's tell a story about the uh, Millennium Falcon, that um, oh, yeah. he had a robot with him, a friend mm. robot, and Is the it? robot just wanted to be free and not enslaved and um, let out in the world. But in the end... Are we going back to Dobby again. But in the end... now, almost. <laughs> and, and in the end, that robot ends up being trapped in the Millennium Falcon because um, mm. the robot was dying and he just decided to let it, yeah. <laughs> to transfer its mind into the Millennium Falcon.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: So, I, I mean literally that entire movie was explaining a small little detail. Yeah. And that's it.
1: Yeah. I think the problem is that like with with a lot of these franchises they're too scared to take risks on the main you mean know the main stories, films yeah. or whatever it so that they'll do they'll do these spin-offs and often the spin-offs are more creative or more interesting or forward thinking than the main films because they're too scared to take the risk on the big stuff. Mm. So um you know, you, you might end up... Yeah, spin-offs can be a good thing because that's, what, in a way, what they should be doing yeah. with the main, you know. And, like, I don't know. It's like Star Trek, you know, managed to do... When they did Next Generation, it was like, well, okay, we're doing... You know, we're introducing a new set of characters mm. and we're doing something new with mm. it. It's, it's still recognisably the thing that people like. Yeah. But we're not kind of going... Oh, what if it's um, a prequel where we um, yeah. find out about how uh, Captain Kirk met Spock, or whatever it is? <laughs> yeah, you know? it's like yeah. we, you know, you can you can just like and Star Wars as well. It's like, well, you can just introduce new characters and new villains and tell new stories, and mm. it doesn't have to be. Oh, we're bringing back, you know,
0: yeah,
1: not not every not every character has to be have one of the five main characters from the first film yeah know. and have a
0: backstory um yeah i mean you know uh going back to star wars you can um you, you you can nitpick stuff um but i mean me personally i just enjoy them for what they are um but i think i think i think they have made like too much star wars stuff i think they just should leave like the franchise alone now not keep making more stuff and more stuff because um you know they tried to make more films and more films like within the franchise as well like terminator they made so many films of terminator and i think it's just too much and a lot of it is is trying to sponge as much money out of the franchise as possible um because they think uh, this is a good franchise people like this make more of it and try and make, make more but what end, ends up happening is is that people say that the later films are just awful because they start to but well, they start to look awful and they start to look as if the writers and stuff have been of uh, uh losing ideas um another mm. example is home alone i don't know if any of you guys watched mm. home alone five mm. they're making like, home alone
2: yeah make i was, another
0: one now I was, yeah. I was oh. like, I think it was th- two or three years ago that I was surprised that there was a Home Alone 5. I was like, what the hell
2: is this? I watched it and it was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, literally, Home Alone 3, 4, and 5 are absolute. Home Alone 3 is
0: not bad. Home Alone 3 is not bad. I like that. But yeah, and um, James' point of uh, with Star Trek, that was a really good point. Uh, but another point with Star Trek is that. Uh, which james reminded me of um is that uh the um set of films that started in 2009 with jj uh, abrams um uh um those films are still set in the star trek universe um but it's it's not like it's not the prime timeline universe it's um it's still a part of the same story. Um, but I'm trying to not to say stuff because I know, James, you've you've been watching Star Trek and you're possibly going to watch these, so I don't want to spoil anything for you. Um but they they've they've wrote hmm. it in such a way that they can they can do their own thing um and not affecting um what's what's come before, but it's still set in the same Star Trek world, the same the same story. Yes, yeah. Um and I yeah. just thought that was a really good idea to still continue it on and um not affecting anything else. And it's not it's not a backstory of this character, how this character met that character, or anything like that. I think it's just a good way to do your own thing uh, without affecting previous stuff.
1: Yeah, and I I I think it's like really your focus should be on writing good stories yeah. uh rather than you know, maybe there's too much emphasis on uh maybe the maybe it's related to the, the internet and how visible sort of fandoms are now that there's maybe too much focus on uh continuity and things like that mm. and what the fans will think of this and it's like, well, you should really should be focused on just making the best films you can and not worry too much about oh, how does that tie into that scene in that, that film from thirty years mm-hmm. ago or whatever it is. Well, I know? want
2: to add to this. It's um yeah, on this podcast, I very much love my controversial takes. Um, <laughs> but but um, any instead of making, uh, on your idea of what you were saying, Rob, instead of yep. making extra movies or extra TV series about one small plot line, mm-hmm. uh, plot hole or whatever, leave it to the comics. Because, for example, mm-hmm. Star Wars comics, as start start uh, for example, <laughs> some of these comics have started off with a very small plot line, explaining a very small plot line of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then several different plot lines have formed off of that. That are so good, like really, really good plot line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like It says so much, with so much more information about what happens in between each movie. For example, but mm-hmm. so instead of making new movies, just leave it to the comics. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Why don't they
3: use the yeah. comics as the source material no, for the film? No, no, why not? Don't mm-hmm.
2: agree with that at all. I was just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no. Instead
3: of making it up, we I... have got the information out. That's what I was
2: getting. Yeah, no, uh, it's not, not a good idea. Okay. It, they'll, just ruin think, it. Like, they'll just ruin the comics, really, that way.
1: I think a good, um, you know, I've mentioned it before, well, I think um, with Doctor Who, uh, like Big Finish are really good with their audios at doing spin off. They do lots of spin-offs and they do sequels to older stories for instance and they're really good at um expanding on existing continuity or you know going down a line of some minor sort of slightly obscure thing from 40 years ago or whatever um in such a way that like yeah it's appealing to fans and it is kind of can be a bit obsessed with continuity but it does it in a creative way, and um, because it's not like the main commercial product of the franchise, it's able to do those kind of niche things, um, and just be creative and not worry too much about the, the 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 commerciality of it. Whereas I think when the main show does heavy continuity stuff, it always it, it just turns into incomprehensible garbage that doesn't appeal at all to a mainstream audience, which. the the main show should never be doing that stuff. Leave it to the comics Mm. or novels or audio dramas or spin-off shows, even whatever. But I think as soon as you start thinking too much about canon and continuity and patching up holes in narratives, then it it just descends into garbage. Yeah, and it
0: just gets too complicated. And then me personally, I lose interest because it's like – I'm just thinking what what happened to film one, two, three? <laughs> 1 you know, 2 just keep yeah. it simple. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah and it's it's designed too much for the fans yeah. and really you should be des- you should be designing it for the general audience yeah. to understand yeah. mostly. You can you can nod to fans, you know mm-hmm. the fan the fans are the people that are going to be reading comics and yeah. watching spin-off shows but yeah. the people that are going to the cinema or watching on BBC1 are not all going to be fans that know every single the thing year is so, detail, without,
2: you know. without having canon, you wouldn't have a consistent story. So you would have you to don't... you would essentially need need the thing that's canon, but probably not lean on it too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, having those three lines trying to your halfway,
2: trying to, to meet you halfway between canon and your yeah. point. Uh,
1: I'm not saying don't have canon at all. I'm just saying that it's not necessarily the most helpful thing in terms of like, I I think, I think writing a compelling story is more important than Mm -hmm. because it isn't, it isn't real. You know, it is fiction at the end of the day. So it's all sort of a bit arbitrary. So if you find yourself going, ah, no, 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 you can't tell that story because X, Y, Z, it's just like, well, surely it's more important to tell a good story than to, to, be too sort of nitpicky about like, like because if you know if if for instance again with Doctor Who it's like if they'd if they'd completely stuck to canon the whole way through, then you'd have never had, you know you could you couldn't have carried that on. You have to change things mm. and just accept that there are there are weird um inconsistencies yeah, yeah. Mm. that's
0: that's why i like the the idea of what i said earlier with the star trek jj uh, J. J. abrams films where it's still in the same story but he's uh, wrote, uh, they've, they've wrote it in a way that whatever he does in future films it doesn't affect anything else that has come before and he can just concentrate on you know writing um you know those those films doesn't have to worry about uh you know what's what's came before so um you know i think i think that's
1: yeah and if you can if you can find little ways of mm-hmm. uh of kind of going oh we, we've just we've narratively justified in some way yeah. that we're doing something that shouldn't happen or, or whatever then f- then fine mm. but don't don't let that restrict you and go because like the this sci-fi as well we're talking mm. about so it's like you can you can't no, none of this stuff is possible so <laughs> so you can you could justify any of it if you want you just have to just go oh well we're in a, a pocket universe or we're in a alternative timeline or something like it doesn't matter you know it's completely arbitrary yeah yeah,
2: yeah. the only issue with that though is that people would think how oh, is this relevant to the previous episode or previous movie
1: yeah but if it's written well enough people won't care about that because I, I think if it's if it's well enough made, then people don't really care too much. I think if if you find yourself caring about... If you find yourself watching a film and thinking, oh, where does this fit into the continuity? How is this important to the broader picture? Then I think it's probably not a very good film. Yeah. If it's making you think, oh, well, the, I'm I'm sure I'll enjoy this more if I know what what its purpose is in the grander scheme of things. I, think um, it's with some, I don't think that's how we should be with making some films. some stories, really. though,
2: stories could be so good that... People need the law around it, like so. Like some stories can be so good that a, a law can be branched around it. So there has to be a continuity.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying to have no continuity. I'm just saying don't oh, no, don't over complicate yeah. it. Don't know.
2: overcomplicate like, it. <laughs> mm, yeah. True. Oh, don't overcomplicate uh, it. Especially definitely Star Wars have overcomplicated I, it. I, mm, yeah,
1: yeah. And I don't necessarily mean in terms of like. Um, uh, the 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 kind of you know the building blocks of the story. I mean, in terms of things like, oh yes, but in uh, uh 23 minutes and 17 seconds into this film from 30 years ago, this character said this, which contradicts what you say here. So that doesn't work. So you need to change that line of dialogue because that that doesn't make sense, or you can't you can't have that character. Going to this place at this time because in such and such they said that they were in this place and you, that you, mm. all that. As soon as you go down that line, then you're just like, well, mm. what's, the, it's what's just the point? Stupid. Yeah. You know?
2: Besides, some trying to sponge money off it. A good character's yeah. movie, I'd say, doesn't need um, continuity—not as much continuity. It would be Deadpool because mm. mm. Deadpool's yeah. such. Deadpool's character is made in such a way that it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, Deadpool essentially is the fourth wall in a way. Like, you yeah, can, you can do whatever you want. Yeah.
3: Mm. Well,
1: I, th- I think Rick and Morty found a good way of doing it where they they go, "Well, there's this infinite number of of universes here, so if we want to, we can just hit hit destruct and." move on and we don't have to find a a way of like reverting things back or we don't have to we could just kill off our characters and move on to another set of them because they're the same Mm -hmm. you know
3: and that noise means we've come to the end of another episode if you liked what you heard don't forget to like comment below and subscribe this podcast is also available
1: on a number of other streaming platforms Why not check us out on Spotify?
2: Don't forget to check out the links in the description for our other channels and websites. And on that note, it's a live long and prosper from me. (laughs) That was unexpectedly wholesome, that
1: little (laughs) little interaction. (laughs) And it's a may the force be with you
3: from me. And it's an allonsie from me.
0: And to play us out, here's part of the score from the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Uh, hope you enjoy, and we uh, hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. Um, and I, don't, I guess have a Geronimo from me. Um, see you next time. Thank you, and goodbye.